you know, I mentioned it before, but I'm going to say it again. It's really important to discuss with each other how you're each envisioning the trip, because as you mentioned, if you talk about it beforehand, it's much easier than if something comes up in the middle of the trip. It's much more difficult to straighten it out. This week, we understand that vacation time is precious, which is why Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss how you and your spouse can get the most out of your vacation. Stay tuned. It's hot outside, which is a perfect time to light the barbecue and crack open the wine. That's right, pairing the right wine with the right grilled item is great. For example, Zinfandel is fantastic with sausage while a Malbec hits the spot for burgers. Sounds fun, right? Then head over to hitchmag.com, click the wine club link and learn more about our awesome wine club. By the way, the wine club also makes a fantastic anniversary gift. Prepaid gift options for three, six and 12 months are available. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last, and has her own radio show on the Sex Talk Radio Network called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship. And that is out every Wednesday as well as this podcast, so you can get lots of Karen on your Wednesdays. Um, Today we're going to talk about uh, how to travel without fighting. We are in the summer months, and a lot of families take trips, and in a lot of instances, this might be the only time in the entire year that a family or even a couple is able to get away with each other for, you know, more than 24 hours. So um, I thought this was something, you know, good to talk about. So before, I want to talk about the various stages of this. And so before somebody, a couple, leaves on a trip, It's not uncommon for the anxiety of getting out the door to turn into some sort of dispute or yelling match or whatever. What are some preventive preventative measures that a couple can take? Well, I think you're absolutely right. And I think the best measure that they can take preventatively is to do planning ahead of time, to get ready ahead of time, not to leave things for the last minute. Uh, One of the things that I've learned to do for myself is I make a list. I have a list. I don't make a list. I have a list of the things that I typically need when I'm leaving as far as um, my vitamins, my you know, um, my Kindle, um, my um, cosmetics, things like that. Mm -hmm. So that when I'm packing, I go through the list and I just automatically know what I have to take. I think that the more that you prepare yourself, whether it be a checklist about, okay, take tickets, take itinerary, uh, you know, et cetera, um, put into your whatever method you use to remember things a week before to call people uh, to come pick you up if you know if you need to get to the airport things like that the more prep you can do the less 
uh, hassle you're going to have getting out the door. The other thing is to just know that you're likely to have some hassles and sort of say, okay, let's see, you know, if we can get out the door with less than four hassles, let's say, and make a joke of it (laughs) so that, you know, if you can bring some humor into it, that becomes a stress buster. So sort of expect that there may be some, you know, um, tension around it and then finally congratulate yourself that you're, you know, on the way there and, you know, just laugh at it. Yeah. So prep beforehand, expect some tension and then congratulate each other that, okay, we got through it and we're finally on our way. Yeah. Okay. And I, I mean, I love that you brought up the list because my wife and I both do that. We, we have our own little list that we keep on our smartphones. And then Mm -hmm. we also have a list uh, that we put right by the front door that mm. we're, uh, we have a little whiteboard by our front door and we will yeah. check things off and it's like, okay, do we have our phone chargers? Do we have right. our, you know, our IDs if we're getting on an airplane or something? Like we go through that kind of a checklist, right. which really helps. And another uh, suggestion that I would add is I like to tackle um, when I have time, I like to tackle things I can the night before if possible. Sure. Absolutely. So, so if I have, um, you know, clothes or something that I can pack, or maybe I even just lay out the clothes that I plan on wearing on an airplane or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have all that stuff ready to go. Yeah. The more that you can do before, the less tensions there's going to be the day of. Yeah. You know, uh, do if you're flying, do your check-in. You know, most of mm-hmm. airlines now you can check in 24 hours beforehand. Again, the more that you can do beforehand, the better off you are. Yeah. And I, um, one of the things that uh, I like to do too is like for me, uh, I like to be early, particularly for flying. I like to get mm-hmm. there early. My mm-hmm. wife likes to get there right when the doors are closing because she just hates uh-huh. wasting time like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and she, but she also knows cause we've been through this so many times. She also knows that I am not comfortable until I'm at least at the airport. Once I'm at the mm-hmm. airport, I'm good to go. But mm-hmm. until we actually get to the airport, I'm just like, Oh my God, what, what did we forget anything? Are we going right. to, but right. once we're at the airport, I, like there's some trigger in my brain that says, okay, even if there is something you forgot, it's too late. We'll figure it out. But up right. until that point, right. I'm just like, ah, so, but we, but we now have our system and it totally works. Right. Right. Um, okay. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is, Okay, so when we're at home, we get into these routines, and sometimes we like to discuss these routines as ruts. But in a certain aspect, th- there's a level of comfort and a level of efficiency that goes along with these routines. Mm-hmm. And so when you are married to somebody or you've been to- together with somebody for a really long time, there are responsibilities that you just kind of expect the other person to take care of when you're at home. When you're traveling, however, um, some a lot of times, most of the time, I might even think those responsibilities and expectations just get blown up and blown out of the water because a person might think, well, I'm on vacation now, so I'm not going to be the person that tells, like, makes your lunch in the afternoon or whatever. You know, I'm not responsible for you or these things that I have been on a Monday through Friday regular basis. So is that something that should be discussed prior to leaving? Like, these are my expectations of, I plan on totally unwinding, sitting down and reading uh, this book that I've had on my shelf for three years and haven't had a chance to get to. 
I'm a big advocate that the more that you can, and, and I don't think this has to be like a day-long marathon conversation, sure. but the more that you can talk about your expectations, the better off you're going to be. So, you know, you just said, it's a vacation, I want to unwind and read a book. Um, the other person may feel, well, we're on vacation, I want to get a chance to, you know, go to a whole bunch of places that I, I don't get a chance to see otherwise. Mm -hmm. So, that, though that's not responsibilities, I think that you do need to talk about how you each envision your vacation. Now, if we go back to responsibilities, though it may not be the same responsibilities you have at home that I'm the one that always makes lunch and you're the one that goes shopping for the food, it may be that you know, one of you is going to be the one that takes responsibility for finding out about the restaurants and, you know, goes to the concierge and gets them to make the reservations for you. Uh -huh. Or one of you may be the one that's going to find out what activities are available and sign up for them. Um, I think, you know, my general sense is that most people are more relaxed on vacation, or at least we would hope that. But still in all, um, I think that based on who the individuals are, and how they like to, how much they like to be in control or, you know, how much they don't care about it. It would probably, again, be helpful if you, you know, sort of had a sense of, okay, so, you know, we're going to decide together about what kind of food we want, but you're going to be the one that's going to make the reservations. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I'll be the one that every morning I'll find out what activities are available to us and then I'll report back to you. So, again... Um, some couples are going to need it to be a little bit more structured and others are going to be like, you know, okay, what do we want to do right now? Yeah. It's going to depend on the couple and the individual needs. Yeah. Uh, I have to say that I, it probably came from one of the conversations that we have had, but I now definitely lay out expectations ahead of time because mm -hmm. we, uh, we have, my wife and I, we have run into um, issues in the past where I might have said something in passing um, and then none of this ever turned into a fight, but it definitely turned into, turned into a misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. But I had my, maybe had mentioned something like, oh, I'm really looking forward to doing this. Uh-huh. Um, which she took like as um, – just as like a, a, a thought or a suggestion. And it turned out that when I was doing that thing and she wanted me to do something else with her and whatever, um, it, it then had to be addressed – at that point in time, as opposed to preemptively. Uh -huh. And um, now I'm very explicit about it. I will say, you know, on this day, I expect to do absolutely nothing or I expect to do my read or I'm going to get up and I'm going to go run, mm -hmm. and, you know, or I'm going to do a, whatever it is. Right. And I, mm -hmm. I'm very explicit about it. And now it's gotten so, I would say so good to this point where she now is proactively asking me, you know, do you need to do something on this day um, asking, you know, about my expectations as opposed to me even having to approach her and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then also to your point about uh, picking the food and all that other stuff. Um, so we have worked out a system where uh, she books the travel stuff. Um, because she actually likes doing that stuff. And this is also finding like what people are interested in their strengths and everything. Right. And I love food. And so uh, I am the one where she will tell me, okay, we're going to go out to dinner on this night, you know, find a restaurant or someplace to eat. Mm -hmm. And so um, we have mixed up responsibilities in that way as well. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, it depends on what your different strengths are. 
um, and what each of you like doing, whatever. I think it's just a matter of communicating that to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there are some instances, and we're talking about traveling in general. I know, again, this is coming out in the summer months, and so people are going to be thinking vacation. But uh, just in travel in general, sometimes, and it could be, quote unquote, a vacation, or at least labeled as such, but where you are traveling to a place that you don't really want to go to or a place you don't want to be. Um, and it could be, you know, you're visiting uh, what your spouse's friend who you don't necessarily get along with or mm-hmm. aren't really, but not even that you're not getting along with it, but it's like, I only have a week's worth of vacation and this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I would rather do something else. Um, or maybe you're going to a relative's uh, home or visiting with a relative. And again, you know, little frosty, not really excited. Uh, right. So how can you keep your cool in that type of a situation um, and not like ruin the trip for everybody involved? Well, again, I think that what you have to do is speak about what your feelings are beforehand. And you've got to um, anticipate where there might be some drawbacks uh, and put in some safety uh guards for during the trip. So here's what I mean by safety guards. Um, Maybe let's say you're visiting relatives that you let the relatives know that, you know, you need a a night off just to yourselves for, you know, a little bit of a romantic trip that after all, you know, this is a vacation for you and you're going to have a night off that you're not going to necessarily spend every night with them. Um, Maybe, excuse me, maybe you work at a signal with each other that if the person is feeling a little uncomfortable, you signal each other and um, you have time to just take by yourself or, you know, you have a breather or maybe you're visiting the relative and the relative is your relative and you've gone there because of an obligatory situation. Your mate is not unhappy with it, Mm -hmm. but you're feeling some tension and you know, you need a breather. You need your mate to be validating and supportive. So whether it be the person's family or the mate who's uncomfortable, you might need to work out a signal. Um, In other words, I guess what I want to say is you want to anticipate where some of the rough spots may be and have a plan for ways that you can deal with it um, and handle it in the moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, You may also want to, you know, you're saying this could be the only vacation. You may want to think in terms of um, getting through this trip. I wouldn't call it a vacation. I'd call it a trip. Mm -hmm. And then also plan some nice activities that are enjoyable for the two of you you know, not long after your return. Okay. So at least you have something to look forward to. Yeah. So you can talk about, uh, you, you can, you know, maybe express to your spouse, uh, you know, I realize that we're going to do this trip or whatever, but when we return, I would really like to have a weekend or, you know, plan right. a couple date nights or a staycation or whatever you want to do right. to right. kind of, you know, and, and as we know, when you have things to look forward to in your marriage, that is one of the, pillars of a a strength, um, (laughs) a happy and fulfilled relationship. Yes. And, you know, for the person who's not so thrilled to be there, um, work into 
the people that you're staying with that the person likes to go exercise or mm -hmm. likes to go for a run or has a business call so that they have some exit strategies periodically uh, so that they can feel that the whole situation is more tolerable. Yeah, okay. Uh, now I want to turn it positive because these are, uh, you know, this is uh, about you know avoid fights and th and things of that nature. But I also want to make this a little bit positive because I'm sure people at this point are being like, "Wow, who wants to travel? This is <laughs> this is awful." Uh, so how can couples parlay this uh, trip and really use it to re-energize their marriage? Uh, well, I think that they can start to talk about it, talk about what they're looking forward to. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, I mentioned it before, but I'm going to say it again. It's really important to discuss with each other how you're each envisioning the trip, because as you mentioned, if you talk about it beforehand, it's much easier than if something comes up in the middle of the trip it's much more difficult to straighten it out. So in other words, if I'm expecting, Steve, since you're the foodie, mm -hmm. that you're going to find a romantic dinner uh, somewhere in the middle of our vacation, and we're on our last night, and all we've been doing is going to barbecues and fast food places that you found exotic and you know fun, I'm going to be really upset with you. Mm -hmm. So if I tell you beforehand that one of the things I want to do is have you know, at least one romantic dinner. And when you're planning it, make sure to include that, you know, that will be very helpful. Um, if you tell me that, you know, you're really looking forward to reading this book and just, you know, sort of laying around the pool, then, you know, I can get into that and we can, you know, talk about laying around and cuddling and things like that and really start to get excited about it. But if my idea was to get up and just run around all the time, if you're laying around, I'm going to start to resent you. So I think that if you share your vision, that's going to help. And again, start to talk, talk it up and start to talk, you know, it's almost like, um, when we talk about the difference between sex between men and women, that you have to start romancing a woman early in the day mm -hmm. so that you don't just, you know, sort of jump in, you know, at whatever point you're getting physically involved. So sort of, you know, start really romancing your vacation, you know, a couple of days or a week before the actual vacation starts. Okay. And then when, when once you have returned, I'm assuming there's some some level of uh, positivity that can be drawn from positive reminiscing? Yes, absolutely. Reminiscing is right on target. So you want to look at the pictures, you want to talk about it, you want to, you know, go over stories again. Um, that will be probably the best way to keep those good feelings sustained. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes we um, feel guilty about making something mechanical, uh, like, you know, a week after, you know, you return, uh, share a picture with your spouse. Like that just sounds so unromantic and whatever, but just having it in your head though, thinking like, you know what, I should really go back. And, you know, we took this trip in October. Uh, you know, this would be kind of cool to, you know, check out those pictures over the weekend again. Like it's been a while. Um, oh, not at all. As a matter of fact, you know, one of the things when I'm working with couples who really feel disconnected, one of the best ways to start reconnecting is to look at pictures and to start um, reminiscing about the stories in those good times. It, it's really a very helpful tool. Okay. 
Okay, and so I want to wrap up here. Uh, so what else can couples do then to keep the good feelings going once they have returned home? Um, so pictures is one of them. Uh, are there any other things that a couple could do? Well, they can share their stories with other couples when they go out. Mm. Um, That's a good one because every time that my wife and I go anywhere and we return um, – I love, or if we have, I mean, we have, as a matter of fact, uh, this upcoming weekend, uh, we have some friends who just did a dude ranch vacation mm-hmm. and, um, we're going to go have dinner with them and they're uh-huh. going to tell us all about their dude ranch vacation, which I'm really excited to hear about. Uh-huh. That'll be nice. Yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, I think that periodically when you're starting to feel you know, lose those good feelings, if you can go back to moments in your mind of the vacation mm-hmm. and just hold them in your mind and then sort of breathe in and savor it, that that will help you to feel that good feeling again and bring that to your mate, so to speak, that energy, that positive attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other idea that I had is you mentioned uh when traveling and me being the foodie that you know maybe picking some restaurants that i found exotic or whatever one of the things that i was thinking is when you get re- when you get home maybe you could try to recreate some of those things sure why right? not yeah so uh maybe you took a trip to the south and you had some just killer barbecue maybe mm-hmm. you try to recreate that you know sweet tang barbecue sauce or something and it doesn't Uh it doesn't have to be a big major production but you can do these little dibs and dabs of uh those experiences and it's it's almost like bringing some of that culture back with you sure and and to to help reinvigorate and add that excitement into your marriage which you know is is definitely a way that you can keep it going yeah good idea good idea um was there anything else that you wanted to add um, well, I just, the only thing I would say is that, um, you know, if you can have the opportunity to break away from your normal day to day, it doesn't have to be an expensive vacation, then, you know, make the most of it. But understand that probably the first day you're away, you may not get into the groove yet. It takes a little while to de-stress and you know let go of whatever baggage you're holding on to whatever stress you're holding on to um and if you can um just create little mini vacations um that would really be terrific uh obviously the more that you can um recapture some positive feelings without the craziness of the day-to-day living that's that's terrific but it again, as I said, it doesn't have to be a really expensive vacation because not many people can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you can go away for, you know, three day weekends and do that, you know, a couple of times a year, that will work just as well as a lavish vacation for, you know, 10 days. Yeah. One of the things, uh, and we'll wrap it up. One of the things that you just mentioned about it's going to take a couple uh, days or so to reacclimate. Um, and de-stress from from a trip. Um, I would just recommend being supportive of your mm-hmm. spouse 
mm-hmm. during that process mm-hmm. because there are going to be bills to be paid, plants to be watered, laundry to be done. Yes. All that other stuff that happens that has been neglected while you were away. Um, and, it, you know, that's kind of the bummer about coming back from a trip is like all the, like yes. all this stuff is oh, waiting yes. for you. And yeah. so I would just say um, be th- mindful of that going back to your book, uh, being mindful of that and um, and just know that your spouse could probably use your help in getting that adjustment stuff back. And so really kind of trying to come together as a team to tackle these things and right. understanding that, yeah. Uh, yeah, that might be the thing that they almost always tackle by themselves. But for this reacclimation period, you know, they would probably really appreciate you pitching in a little bit more than usual. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And there could be a thing also where you prioritize and you um, decide which things have to be done right away and, you know, decide to uh, delegate, okay, I'm going to take care of this, I'm going to take care of that. And we, again, don't have to do it all at once because that's like getting, you know, a pail of cold water splashed on you, you know, as opposed to just coming back and just sort of coming back into the routine and not being jolted out of that lovely time that you had with each other. That's a great, that's a great point. And it, I think go, going back to the expectations, things that we continue to talk about, um, establishing the expectation of when some of these things might get done once you return home. So mm-hmm. uh, I know we have a pile of laundry to do. I yeah. will get to that over the weekend um, and by just establishing that they won't get upset about about right. this like pile of laundry of like right. okay I know you're going to take care of it over the weekend now the caveat to this is when the weekend comes do the damn laundry right. <laughs> don't right. let it sit because then we're now talking about a different problem and issue uh, which is you know, at another podcast that we will tackle down the road Okay. Um, okay. alright well that was Fantastic. And so I want to wish everybody a very happy and exciting and remarriage energizing fulfilled trip. And I want to thank you so much for your time, Karen. It is always a pleasure. So thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. And uh, with that, I want to remind everyone that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. You can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Karen, as I mentioned at the top, is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can find Karen on the Sex Talk Radio Network with her own show called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship. And in just five minutes, Karen will present a real relationship issue, tell you what's behind it and how to resolve it. So be sure to tune in to that as well. Uh, You can find all the past archives of the Hitch Podcast on our website, hitchedmag.com if you have a question we have a giant email button on our podcast page for you so uh, go to hitchmag.com click the podcast link on our homepage Uh, that's where you can find it and of course you can follow us on all the social platforms I want to welcome all the new listeners I know we've got a lot of new listeners lately so I want to welcome all of you and thank you for tuning in and um Uh, for recommending us to other people because that's how uh, these things get spread. So thank you so much and hope you enjoy it. And if you have any questions or thoughts, we'd love to hear them. So one last time, thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right. Take care, everybody. 